Je reviendrai vers vous comme je me l'étais engagé. Just about 8.45 on the pulse now. What's happened this week, Che Hyungju? Good morning. Good morning, Alex. Well, I won't just leave the question at that. Let's guide you somewhat. <laughs> uh, we, we saw the bereaved family of the last MERS patient in South Korea from back in 2015 partially winning a lawsuit against the government. Yes. Well, on Tuesday, the court ruled that the government at the time failed to take adequate measures to deal with the epidemic and ordered to compensate the patient's family. While the last MERS patient in Korea was a man in his 30s, surnamed Kim, uh, he visited Samsung Medical Center in May 2015 to seek treatment for malignant lymphoma and became infected with MERS. While Kim contracted the disease from the 14th patient, who was referred to as a super spreader, after spending three days in the same ER. About half a year later, Kim eventually died and the cause of his death was MERS and malignant lymphoma. Well, his wife filed a lawsuit against the government and the hospitals that treated Kim uh, to demand 300 million won in compensation. After four years of legal battle, the court recognized the government's responsibility in Kim's death and ordered it pay uh, 20 million won to his bereaved family. What did the judges have to say? Uh, 20 million won, it, it, it's not going to go that far. Right. Well, the judges said the Kim contract MERS from the 14th Uh, patient because tests on those who had visited the Middle East were either turned down or postponed, and the investigations into those who were exposed to the virus were not conducted properly. And the court also pointed out that the government's response was far from rational. However, the court did not recognize the hospital's responsibility. And the reaction from the Bree family? Well, Kim's family was frustrated to hear the government's responsibility had been recognized only partially. And the, uh, Mrs. Kim, the patient's wife, said that it's discouraging to know that the apology that she deserved back in 2015 was finally offered in 2020 in such a way. Yeah. Now, it's another case to talk about as well, the family of uh, another MERS patient who lost their lawsuit. Yes. Uh, two weeks ago, on February 7th, the family of another MERS patient lost their lawsuit. Um, 55-year-old man who died after contracting the virus at Samsung Medical Center in Seoul, uh, which was the epicenter of the outbreak, where about 90 patients, visitors and medical staff had been infected. So it's quite a similar case as Kim's. Uh, however, the judges said it was difficult to find out the infection could have been prevented if the patient had been tested earlier. So with the the two courts issuing contrasting rulings, the uh, controversy over the scope of the government's responsibility in handling infectious diseases will likely continue. The uh, government, meanwhile, is facing intensifying pressure from Washington to accept its demand that Korea pay a lot more for defense cost sharing. The U.S. says it will adjust South Korean workers' services if the two countries fail to reach a new Defense cost deal? Yes. On Wednesday, the Pentagon said 9,000 South Korean employees received notice late last month that they may be forced to take unpaid leave beginning on April 1st if South Korea and the U.S. fail to agree on a new defense cost sharing agreement. Well, Washington has demanded that Seoul significantly increase its financial contributions to host the U.S. troops here. Uh, the previous one year special measures agreement, or SMA, expired at the end of last year, but little progress has been made on how 
how much Seoul should pay in 2020 despite six rounds of negotiations since September of last year. And also earlier in the week, the USFK commander warned against a looming furlough, didn't he? Yes. Uh, a U.S. Forces Korea commander, General Robert Abrams, met with the head of the USFK Korean Employees Union, Choi Eun-sik, and warned that without a new SMA, USFK is out of money and must prepare for potential for a low. Uh, in a statement, USFK said that notice is being provided two months in advance of the for low date, as required by the U.S. law. Uh, it also added that USFK greatly values its near 9,000-strong workforce of South Koreans and their contributions but without an agreed-upon SMA, it has to prepare for a potential furlough. And all the workers have already received the notification letters but, uh, or will do so by today at the latest. So the various U.S. efforts that we've seen over months seem to be reaching this head to pressure South Korea to cater to its demands. Seoul has been playing hardball in return. We have a general election coming up in less than two months. We have a COVID-19 outbreak. Mm -hmm. The pressure is on. Yeah. Well, the major sticking point in the negotiation uh, is the U.S. President Donald Trump, who has said that he wants Korea to pay nearly $5 billion annually, a fivefold increase from the amount paid last year. So Korea has uh, insisted that the negotiations should proceed within the existing SMA framework to become uh, come with a fair amount. And uh, Seoul's foreign ministry has said that it's pre- uh, preparing to reach a compromise by the end of this month. And local media outlets are expecting Seoul's independent dispatch of troops to the Strait of Hormuz to be taken into account in a potential compromise. By the way, um, also getting four more confirmed infections in this latest COVID-19 outbreak. We talked about MERS before, but that right. was... Uh, Something that's dating back to 2015. Right now, we are dealing with COVID-19, as I just pointed out. And we've got 26 in total from the North Yangsang province region. But we've had three others announced from Guangzhou. We had the first military personnel member confirmed as well in the early hours of this morning. Um, a naval officer from Jeju Island, actually originally from Daegu but based on Jeju Island. Uh, And I think what we need to do is wait until all these get pieced together and we'll get an official announcement uh, in due course on the the latest count for what it's worth. Um, We've got um, another legal case as well. The man uh, in that awful internet cafe murder case, which caused great shock in the nation, has withdrawn his appeal and and will go ahead apparently and serve a 30-year jail term. Yes. Uh, earlier in the week, the Supreme Court said 31-year-old Kim Sung-soo withdrew his appeal to the Supreme Court. So he has to serve a 30-year prison term as he was sentenced in the, his uh, previous trials for killing a part-time worker at an internet cafe back in October 2018. The reason for his withdrawal has not been reported. Um, to give a brief background, uh, Kim stabbed a 20-year-old part-timer surnamed Shin about 80 times in Western Seoul when he asked Shin to clean his table. Well, Kim insisted later that he had committed the homicide as Kim had been rude to him. Well, maybe he withdrew the appeal when he realised that uh, that wasn't much of a defence. But, I mean, it's drawn a lot of criticism, the sentencing in itself. Right. Uh, 
Um, the case shocked the public, and over a million people signed an online petition calling for stern punishment. While many urged that Kim should not be let off the hook for his reported mental health issues, which he submitted during the police investigation, and the prosecution demanded a death sentence for Kim, but the ruling reduced the punishment to 30 years, as he had no prior criminal record and showed signs of atonement during his trial. Well, the court added that Kim experienced domestic violence and school bullying during his youth, which may have had an influence on the case. But in this kind of situation, it's not just about punishment. It's about protection of the, of, of the public if he's capable of this kind of right. heinous crime. Uh, and, and if he's 31 now and is released at around After, 60. Yeah, 30 years. You know, he has to undergo rehabilitation during that period as well. I hope they're not just throwing away the key and... Going to revisit him. What about his brother, by the way, who was at the scene? Um, uh, Kim's younger brother, who was at the scene, was first suspected of helping his brother overpower Shin, but he was cleared of charges due to a lack of evidence. The, the judges said that the brother's action caught on CCTV footage could be seen as a move to stop the fight rather than assisting the murder. Let's get on to a, a touching story. Grandchildren of Ethiopian veterans from the Korean War have now met with Korean War veterans themselves. Right. Uh, earlier in the week, three granddaughters of Ethiopian veterans of the Korean War, who are also recipients of the scholarship offered by Hwacheon County, met with Korean War veterans in Kangwondo province. Well, to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the Korean War, uh, Hwacheon County has been offering a scholarship program for descendants of e- Ethiopian veterans since 2009. And as of now, over 300 students have received scholarship, and two of them are currently studying in Korean universities. Uh, Such a program is one of the ways Korea is honoring the sacrifices made by the allied nations. Uh, Ethiopia fought side by side with South Korea against North Koreans and Chinese uh, troops during the Korean War between 1950 and uh, 1953. Uh, Ethiopia sent over 6,000 troops and 120 were killed in action, while over 300 were wounded. Uh, Over the past half century, Korea has tried to repay those uh, countries with scholarships, rural development and infrastructure projects, medical assistance, donations, education support and investments. Thank you very much, Hyungju. And and also, as I said to others this morning, stay safe today. Yes, stay healthy. And and, and this weekend, I mean, are you... Very concerned about this outbreak, the way it has been developing this week in yeah, the, in the context of On the Pulse. Locally, so it's quite scary. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been exercising caution throughout in terms of panic because this still has a, a, a relatively low mortality rate. But that's not to say that anyone should want to either welcome COVID-19 infection. And we should be doing whatever we can. Yes, wash your hands frequently. Uh, yeah, we should be doing what we can to, uh, to avoid infection as a matter of course. That would go for influenza and like norovirus, as I mentioned earlier. Um, we do have the announcement today, though, that South Korea has declared the southeastern cities of Daegu and Chongdo as special care zones after a cluster of coronavirus cases being reported there this week. Uh, as uh, what that means, well, Prime Minister Chung Se-kyun said 
at the start of a pan-government meeting. The government will take special measures by declaring the Daegu and Chongdo areas where a sudden rise in confirmed cases were reported as special care zones and will focus on preventing the virus from spreading locally. The government will mobilise all resources to overcome the virus. Daegu is the country's fourth largest city, home to 2.4 million people. And I know globally there were reports yesterday of... of, uh, like suggesting that millions of people in Korea were on lockdown effectively. Uh, Here in Seoul, some people might be looking to themselves try to avoid public places, but we've not been given that advice in Seoul officially yet, rather than just to be uh, cautious. Um, One thing to point out that we're just getting, um, a worker at a hospital in the Unpyonggu district of Seoul has tested positive in a first test of COVID-19. And the hospital has since been shut down. So we are getting these worrying signs of wider spread, not just in the south of the country, throughout the country. So we'll do our best this weekend to inform you. This morning we'll be back on Monday at 7am. We're going to have a special broadcast on Sunday at 11am. I'll be there then. Hope you can join us. Life Abroad is coming up next.